रखे रखनहार आप बारियन गुर की पैरी पाए काज सवारियन होआ आप दयाल मनोना विसारियन साध जना के संग भव जलतारियन साकत निंदक दुष्ट खिन मां बिदारियन साहिब की टेक नानक मने मां जिस मृत सुख होए सगले दुख जाए तिस साहिब की टेक नानक मने मां जिस मृत सुख होए सगले दुख जाए The Battle of Nadon 1688 As mentioned in the previous episode Aurangzeb's conquest of the southern kingdoms put a squeeze on the finances of the Delhi court Aurangzeb ordered the subedar of Kashmir Ibrahim Khan to extract tribute from the Hindu rajas in Jammu and the nearby areas General Alaf Khan was eventually assigned the task of extracting tribute from the kingdoms of the Pahadi rajas Alaf Khan set up camp at Nadon near the river Bias then he sent an emissary to Raja Bhimchand demanding tribute Bhimchand gathered the Pahadi rajas together and they started to think of a way out of their predicament they had no desire to pay tribute but knew that they were no match for the mughal army even as a combined force they came to a decision to seek assistance from guru gobind singh guru gobind singh did not trust the pahadi rajas but understood that this was a good opportunity to begin resisting mughal rule additionally If the rajas were forced to pay taxes the money would inevitably have to be extracted from the hard-working peasants in their kingdoms he agreed to help the pahadi rajas and in 1688 the combined forces of guru gobind singh and the pahadi rajas were able to defeat alaf khan's forces at nadon the treachery of the rajas After a short period of time another Mughal force headed by Dilawar Khan was sent to the kingdoms of the Pahadi rajas to collect tax The rajas began to fear that resisting Mughal rule was futile and decided to blame the previous battle at Nadon on Guru Gobind Singh They met with Dilawar Khan in secret and hatched a plot to launch a sudden attack on Anandpur Anandpur is located on the banks of the river Satluj. In order to attack Anandpur from the direction of Lahore, it was necessary to cross the river. This made daytime attacks difficult. Dilawar Khan sent his son with an army to attack Anandpur at night, hoping to catch the townspeople off guard. It was the peak of winter. Mughal forces were lined up at the banks of the satluj preparing to launch their surprise attack on anandpur 
One of Guru Gobind Singh's bodyguards noticed the army's activity and alerted the Guru. Soon, the war drums were being beaten. Thousands of Sikhs adorned themselves in arms and readied themselves at the fort, presenting a show of strength to the enemy. The Mughal forces had not expected a small city like Anandpur to be able to contain so many fighting men. But unlike in their army of paid mercenaries, here, every citizen was also a soldier, no matter what their other occupation might be. Already exhausted by their journey in the cold, the sight of thousands of armed men, the fast-flowing river, and the sound of the Ranjit Nagara, all worked to break the resolve of the Mughal army. Before the hostilities could even begin, they turned away and ran. The battle was won without a shot being fired. After this humiliating defeat, Dilawar Khan sent two more men with armies in order to retrieve tribute, Hussein Khan and Jujhar Singh. However, both of them were killed in smaller battles on the way to Anandpur. In 1689, Raja Bhim Chand died. His son, Ajmer Chand, became ruler of Kahilur. On the advice of his ministers, he made peace with Guru Gobind Singh, thus temporarily eliminating the threat of war. Aurangzeb in Maharashtra Despite the fact that Aurangzeb had successfully subdued the Shia kingdoms to the south and had Shambhuji killed, he was unable to return to Delhi. Shambhuji's death turned the Maratha rebellion from an open battle into a guerrilla insurgency. As recent events in Afghanistan and Iraq demonstrate, insurgencies are hard to quell, even for vastly superior armies. Aurangzeb was forced to keep his attention focused on the south, despite what appeared to be an outright military victory. In 1692, one of the Maratha rebel groups attacked a Mughal contingent, which was holding a group of prisoners. One of the prisoners was Muazuddin, Aurangzeb's own grandson. Aurangzeb had arrested his own son and his son's family a few years earlier, when he felt that his throne was at risk of being usurped. As the situation for the Mughals began to degrade at both ends of their kingdom, Aurangzeb got desperate. He released his son, Muazzam, from prison and gave him governorship of Punjab, Sindh, and Afghanistan. Muazzam in Multan When Muazzam reached the kingdom of Multan, the Pahari Rajas began to worry. Multan was the capital from which their territories were ruled. The Rajas attempted to place the responsibility for the Battle of Nadon on Guru Gobind Singh. However, Muazzam was not taken in by their efforts. This was in no small part due to the advice of a Hindu advisor named Nandalal, who was also his former tutor. Pai Nandalal Munshi Chajuram 
was a scholar of Farsi who left India for the city of Ghazni in 1630. Due to his intelligence and hard work, he was able to earn himself a spot in the court of Ghazni. Nandlal was born in Munshi Chaju Ram's house in 1633 while he was in Ghazni. At the age of six, his father started his education in both Farsi and Arabic. The boy was extremely intelligent and soon mastered both languages. Munshi Chajuram was a follower of a Bairagi Sadhu, that is, one who was a renunciate and did not participate in worldly life. At twelve years of age, he asked the young Nandalal to join the Sadhu's order, but the boy refused. After Munshi Chajuram's death in 1652, Bhai Nandlal moved to Multan. In 1654, he married into a Sikh family. It was here that Bhai Nandlal first got acquainted with the Sikh philosophy. He soon mastered Gurmukhi, learned several Banis, and became a lay follower of the Gurus. After Guru Teg Bahadur Shahidi in 1675, Bhai Nandlal accompanied the Sangat of Multan to see the young Gobind Rai in Anandpur. Muazzam and Bhai Nandlal Shahzada Muazzam first met Bhai Nandlal when he was sent by Aurangzeb to Multan in 1675. Muazzam very quickly developed a great amount of respect for Bhai Nandlal. When Muazzam was made governor of Afghanistan the next year, he asked Nandlalji, to be his chief secretary, to which Bhai Nandalal consented. Bhai Nandalal continued to serve in Muazzam's court until 1679, when an incident occurred that prompted him to leave. A discussion occurred in Aurangzeb's court, about a verse in the Quran. Several Qazis gave their interpretation to Aurangzeb, but he was not satisfied. Muazzam was also involved in the discussion. Later, Muazzam brought the verse to Bhai Nandlal, who was an expert in Arabic and Farsi. Nandlalji also provided his own interpretation, which pleased Muazzam. The next day at court, Muazzam provided this interpretation to his father, who was similarly impressed. Who was it that provided you with such a brilliant interpretation? The emperor asked. Father, it was my chief secretary, Nandlal, Muazzam responded. A man of such intelligence should not be permitted to remain a kafir, Aurangzeb demanded. Make sure he knows that this is my will and my command. When Muazzam returned to his court, he relayed this information to Bhai Nandlal. Unwilling to convert to Islam, Bhai Nandlal resigned from Muazzam's service and returned to Multan, while Aurangzeb was leading the campaign in Marwar. Saltanate dehmashtast, piche divane dorgi. Ozi bo aara ishe javedani sarir. 
جلوه آرائ آن نو مشله حق فروغ و ظلمت زدائه شبه کزبود روغ سلطان الاول و الاخر و باسر الباطن و الظاهر